following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down, hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Ryan Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. There's Mickey waving to all his fans out yes. there as it's as time I for a Thursday a edition uh, of Talking Cowboys. We can hear you fine, Mickey. You can hear me? Yeah, no, we can't, Mickey. <laughs> I can't hear myself. You doing a bit right now? Uh, no, I can't hear myself. I love the way... Is uh, he a mannequin over there? What's going on? <laughs> I love sitting across from Rob Phillips because uh, whenever Mickey makes a comment and I can see the facial expressions facial of Rob on the other side, we need to split screen it sometime <laughs> where when, when Mickey talks and also have a camera on Rob, his reaction. I think it's pretty funny. It's we like can't, having a we can't car do that, huh? <laughs> we huh? probably can't do I mean, that. Kent will yeah. figure Kent this out. Everything yeah. else he will there. figure Look, this out real Kent fast. Garrison can figure everything out. And so if it makes for good TV or good podcasts, then Kent Garrison, who is at hard at work right now, fixing Mickey, Mickey's problems. What's the best part of the show today? Here we go. <laughs> you know the two you know the two old Muppet guys that sit up in the theater? You know, and yeah, the, yeah. grumpy. I forget yeah. their name. Kent knows them. Yeah. Antler and Waldo. There it is. There you go. Mickey's, that's Mickey Spagnola, man. He's a cartoon <laughs> character. We love the cameo appearance, on-camera appearance of Kent Garrison here as we Garrison. pull back the curtain and uh, we try to get Mickey situated for this Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys. How are you doing, Brian Broaddus? I'm doing well, Bill. Thank you very much. I was going to ask Mickey if he practiced yesterday on the offensive or defensive lines yesterday. I did. You don't need the mic. Oh, I don't need the mic no. anymore. No. You can have two oh. mics. Though, if you want. <laughs> no, no. It makes you feel Good. powerful. Yeah. Uh, is that one work? No, you need the. You need one. to pull the other one yeah, up, Mickey. Like, you, need. You, pull, yeah. pull your hands. you just need. You need to do. You, you need to do a coach o, coach o at LSU. He said I didn't need the microphone. <laughs> we were hopeful, Mickey. That was a hope, but no. Good, I can turn it around. There you go. Uh, man, what a mess yesterday, huh? Did you guys? I mean, you guys On see that injury report? Injury yesterday? report, yeah. Nine guys sitting out. Did yep. they have did they have any offensive defensive linemen practice yesterday? They didn't look like they had enough defensive linemen to get through practice. Now they did sign a guy back to the practice squad. I think those guys needed to be used. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. There's no question. The, the 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 for the scout team. Yeah. Or no for the for the first team. Yeah. Right. They had to dip into the practice squad. I think the, I didn't know that there was a kid named Ringo on this team. I didn't either. Christian I asked Rob. Ringo. Christian, Christian Ringo. Christian yeah. Ringo was uh, actually. Actually was starting for you yesterday. When I saw them starting the skeleton drills, and I saw 68 in there. And I I was like, I I thought Daniel Ross changed his number. And then it was like, but he's hurt. It's like, who's 68? And Rob goes, Ringo. Ringo was the unsung star of practice yesterday. Ringo Starr. Who are you? Boy, you went a long way to get there. Yeah, there's people right now that don't know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) They're driving off the road. (laughs) I liked it, though. I liked it. Well, thank you. I liked it. At least someone did. (laughs) It don't come easy. (laughs) That's right. I recognized it. I recognized the reference. Hope he has a good game so we can use that on the website. Yes. As a headline. That's right. Oh, that would be good. Yes. Yes. Ringo Stars. So who all all sat out practice yesterday there, Mickey? You want me to name them all? Please do. Tavon Austin. 
Taco Charlton, Malik mm. Collins, David Irving, Sean Lee, Zach Martin, Daniel Ross, Tyron Smith, and Antoine Woods. All right. So now of that group, there's what, nine or so? Nine. Of that group, then which ones are significant for this week? Because we already knew the Tavons and Sean Lees of the world were out. And sh- and probably David Irving. Yeah. Right. And I'm a little bit worried about Taco Charlton. See, at this that's point. the one that I'm worried about right now, too. Because I was kind of feeling like that that was going to be, oh, he's got a shoulder. Well, they can kind of work through it. It doesn't appear that's the case. I mean, right. he hasn't practiced in a couple of weeks now. He didn't play this week. He, he's not probably going to play against the Redskins. So that would be, what, missing three games for him now? Miss Might, fi- has yeah. he missed Did the he miss the two. Tennessee game? No, he, no. He, I think that's when he got hurt. And I can't came, remember what I had for breakfast. I think he came out. He, did, he came out early in the Tennessee early game. Early in the Tennessee game. See, that's – man, they're, they're getting down to a point with some of these guys. And, you know, you, Mickey was talking about the other day having to move – Crawford around and what he's been able to do, you know, playing tackle, playing end, you know, I mean, you're kind of hopeful that they could just keep him in a spot, but the numbers at that defensive end spot and the tackle spot. Yeah. You know I mean? Okay. So Woods, now, Woods is per, uh, concussion protocol, right? Yes. Yeah. So we'll see how that progresses I guess that's for him. That, that concerns me too. Yeah. Um, Especially two games in five days coming up here too. Yeah. The fact that Malik Collins came back and finished the game, I think is encouraging. Yes. Now you hope he can get back into practice today. We'll see. Uh, you guys mentioned David Irving. Uh, like Brian said, you got a, a, a close stretch of two games here. I think, Garrett, I think Garrett said he was hoping he could get closer as the week goes on, but if he can't practice this yeah. week, now you turn around and next Ken, week. You, yeah. That's tough. Look at the Ken, track if you record focus, there, too. focus on Mickey right now. Mickey, Can, I, exactly, can I say Mickey. what I said to the guys yesterday and they didn't understand the saying? saying I said I, I hadn't seen hiding or hair of them, and, yeah. and they were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what, what? What did you do with David Irving, though? You did the traditional yeah, the he's, ump? Yeah, the out. I mean, we haven't seen him, have we? No. And, 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 and locker room? I have not seen it. He hasn't been on the practice field in two weeks. Every time you get a question, it seems like Garrett gets a question about him. He's kind of like, nothing new. Yeah. You know, it's not really like, oh, you know. Next we're, question. Yeah, we're hopeful that we can that get That was him. the yeah. word he used, yeah. hopeful. Yeah. And, 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 and sort of the same thing for Taco. I think he said we're hoping he can do something uh, by the end of the week. When I talked to Taco, he didn't sound like he was no. very optimistic of getting back in time. So what's the rotation look like? Well, you got Randy Gregory and well, I think a lot of that depends on what happens inside. Yeah, because if you if you need Crawford inside, then Gregory's a Gregory. sixty play out of sixty snap game. Yeah, Gregory be out there, and then and then Armstrong would probably have to play both sides. Is what you would get, which, which he he's did done. at the end yeah. of the game. Yeah, yeah. he did yeah. at the end of the game uh, Sunday. Gosh, um, a mess. You may have to call up a guy from the practice squad. It's possible. Uh, what's the name? Uh, Sh- shooty shoot shit. Shatu. Shatu. Shatu, yeah. Shatu. <laughs> Just Jason, the man's Jason was Jason was very careful when yeah. he said it because he yeah. got it out wrong. But he's a defensive tackle. <laughs> like yes. you. Well, Unlike just to help me. with those numbers yeah. inside potentially. Yeah. You may have to do that. Uh yeah. well again, you know, Antoine Woods, we'll see. That's another one. I mean, if he can be cleared, that helps your numbers. Randy Gregory but, played made uh, played as many snaps as he had all season long, forty. Out of, I think it was 50, no, 62. Right. 40 out of 62 he had to play. And Demarcus Lawrence played almost every snap. I think mm-hmm. he missed like four. Well, it's going to be a tough game on these guys, too. 
especially the way these cats throw the ball around. Yeah, you're you know? going to be rushing all you'll the be, time, might be right? Rushing, especially it turns into a track meet, too, you know, where neither defense is really able to kind of get off the field and you're having to deal with a lot of running around. So it's going to be really important that they get Antoine Woods and Malik Collins back. I don't know about um, Ross because he got hurt before the game ever started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, calf injury. That didn't sound – every time they've had or had a calf injury – that's kind of lingering and on a lot. All he did out there when we were out there yesterday was walking. Yeah, I didn't see him even get on the resistance cords. Yeah, so that's that's somewhat troubling. That is, and with uh, Matt Ryan, he's been sacked seventeen times this season. And when you look around the league, I mean, how many times has Dak been sacked now? He's up around thirty. Yeah, thirty. Yeah. I can tell you something yeah. like that, and uh, which isn't so. Uh, that that is on the lower end of sacks in the in the league right now. Um, 32 and where Matt Ryan seems to have more problems is a rush up the middle. Yes. Getting get his face. Yeah. And that's, his. and that's where, that's where you, you have to find ways to deal with him because he does, even though he's a veteran guy, he does have enough mobility to escape. I mean, he's not going to make you think of Cam Newton or Alex Smith or those guys running the ball, but occasionally he'll be sneaky quick with a, with a way that, you know, he'll get in trouble and all of a sudden he'll run, six yards to get a first down. So you have to be alert uh, for that. But his, his mobility, I think, is one of his strengths. His ability to throw on the move is one mm-hmm. of his strengths. Just as good throwing left to the right as he, you know, he could do both. And so, you know, it's it's one of those games where you're going to have to chase receivers. I think you're going to, you know, and you, we, we broke down plays where he's scrambling around and Julio Jones is running and Sanu is running and they never stop. And if you, yeah, if you stop, they, you know, they're going to hit you on a big play. That's my biggest fear in this game. I don't fear Atlanta's defense. I fear Atlanta's offense throwing the football, especially at home. Yeah, home away. I mean, I know people are going to say, "Well, brought us it was Cleveland," you know, but you know, Cleveland played them well, and you know, I think though, if you the games I watched them play, like you said, Bill at home. Cincinnati, New Orleans. I mean, they were track meets. It was up and down the field. It was big pass plays. I mean, this team, and where this team is different than Philadelphia is they're good in the red zone. This is a good red zone team. So, you know, that's something else. If Dallas has been good on defense as a red zone team, you've you've made people kick field goals. So let's see. We've also also talked about this yesterday, Bill. They're a good third down team and they're a good third and long team. I mean, they convert about half of their third and longs. Uh, they stay on the field. Cowboys did a better job getting off the field last game, but Brian's right. This could be first team to 28, 30. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Maybe we'll get one of those high school games, 62 to 56. God, let's hope. So, what do you think of the odds of that? Well, I don't know. Well, I tell you, what are the odds in high school? Hey, and I see every score I look at. Atlanta, Atlanta, though, they've had their struggles. Now they get Deion Jones back, but you know yeah. what kind of game shape is he going to be in? He'll help, but this this secondary is giving up. We what talked was it? about the Cincinnati game was what a thirty-seven, thirty-six game, yeah. something yeah. like that. And then the Saints game was an mm-hmm. overtime game that went really high as yeah. well. So, so to double down on what Rob said about third down, they convert fifty-one point three percent of their third downs, and their opponents convert. Fifty-one point nine percent. There you go. Third downs. Mm. They've had their problems. Sixty-two fifty-six. You got the Cowboys. There's my score right there. You got the Cowboys third down conversion rates there. Uh, It's gone up uh, over thirty percent. Is it now? It's finally over thirty. Yeah. So say that again. Let's reinforce that. Atlanta's third down 
conversion rate on offense is 51% and and the Cowboys Cowboys 35-6. And this is only the second week it's been over – 30%. 30%. Yeah, because they were 8 for 16 in the Philadelphia game. Oh, but the last two games yeah. with Amari Cooper on the go. field, mm-hmm. it's 48.1%. There you go. There you go. That's the difference. Now, coincidence or just – Better know, blocking, though, too, Mick. You're, yeah. You've been right about blocking all along. One. These teams are kind of a reverse of each other, you know. Defensively, Atlanta hasn't found consistency. Offensively, we know about the Cowboys' struggles. But I think – how many catches does Amari have so far through two 11. games? 11. For 133. And I think 10 of them have gone for first downs. They have. There you go. I mean, he is – he keeps those drives going, and the one thing they're missing right now is that deep ball, and they almost had one the other they're day. They're going to get one in this game. I mean, he's, he's averaging 12.1 a catch. Yeah, I think they're going to – just, again, keep an eye on Robert Alford, number 23. That's the guy. He's the he's the fish out there that you, you take advantage of. It'll be interesting to see if they want to zone it because <laughs> like they're worried about Cooper and then allow the Cowboys to have their way running the ball. Uh, you know what, off the top of my head, when you were talking about the injuries on the defensive line uh, and the ability to get pressure up the middle, what if they give him a heavy dose of that three-man front and then play four linebackers? Because they're going to be in three wide receivers all the yeah, time, aren't they? Yeah, they, they are going to be in, in three wide receivers. And, and then you don't know who's which linebacker is rushing or blitzing, and uh, and they haven't run the ball all that well. Yeah. So that would be interesting uh, to think about. I haven't seen that three-man front as much this year. They did it a couple but, times but against they, Philly. They a couple did. times, they yeah. They did, but they, they did it a decent amount the last year or two. So that's a thought, Mick. Maybe Chris Richard's not a fan of it. Maybe not. Mm, there you go. But they did, they, did, they did implement it against the Eagles. Yeah, and is, I don't know if they did it because they wanted to change up or they were getting diminishing returns on available bodies. That, say, that probably is, had a lot to do with it right there. I was going to say, this is a deeper D-line than they've had the last couple of years, too, where you don't necessarily have to go to that look. Until now. Until, Until now. Until the injuries. Yeah. yeah. Tell you what, and I mentioned it last night. We were on the Legend Show, uh, Mickey and I, and uh, wow, Randy Gregory coming off that arthroscopic surgery on his knee looked so quick off the ball in that Philadelphia game, and which, which makes you wonder if he was, had been dealing with an issue with that knee the last few weeks. Not that he was slow or anything, but uh, when you got those bookends coming off the edge, that really is nice to see. I think you're right. I think he had been dealing with it, and that's why they went ahead and got the scope. Same thing with Connor Williams. Instead of trying to battle through it for the rest of the season, take care of it, miss a couple weeks, and maybe it, it benefits you and you're more effective. But that's you know, As we all know, that's Randy Gregory's game. No doubt. If he can yeah. come off the edge like that, wow, that impacts the game all of a sudden like. Yeah, and, you know, it's let's – you know, you got to hope that you, you know, you, you talked about the sack numbers are not huge for the Falcons, uh, allowing sacks, you know, but they talk about hits and they talk about pressure. You know, let's see if Matt Ryan can, and you know, I'm, th- this, this game worries me just from the aspect of all these receivers and Matt Ryan. You know, it just, that, that, that well, I, yeah, I, I don't trust Atlanta's defense. I really don't. 62 56. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. trust them at all, but I, I, I am worried about Atlanta's offense. Offensively, they're back to being close, kind of what they were two years ago when they almost they should have won the Super Bowl, and they were putting up about 40 points a game in the playoffs. They're not there right now, but when they played, Cowboys played up there last year, that was a stagnant 
offense. They yeah. weren't they weren't hitting Steve as Steve Sarkissian, yeah, they were yeah. struggling with yeah. that. Yeah. They found they found something. And again, like you said, I mean, you add Calvin Ridley to what they already have. Mm-hmm. That's a dangerous group. There's no question yeah. about it. But these DBs here have played uh, they played well. I know Philly hit some plays, and I know Zach Ertz was a tough cover, but they did some nice things against Philly, and you hope they can carry that over. So you're worried about them having scored 31, 37, 36, 34, 38? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. You know, 62, 56. Maybe, maybe they're, you know, but what, <laughs> okay. did they, what did they score against Cleveland last year? 16. 16. Yeah. In their losses, they scored 16. Philadelphia was an opening day loss, right? Uh, 17 yeah. against Pittsburgh. 12, but that was only 18-12 game. Where's their other loss? Pittsburgh they got beat it. by the Saints 43-37 in and Cincinnati 37-36. Pittsburgh did a nice job of getting after them. Pittsburgh did. I mean, Pittsburgh can put some pressure on you, and they, they did a nice job. Did a good job of covering those receivers, too, but – you look at you look at Julio Jones' numbers, and I know you're not supposed to just totally focus on numbers, but it just seems like it's his targets are double digit every game. He's over a hundred every game. Is he's you know it's it's fourteen, it's ten receptions, uh, fourteen targets, and, and I, 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 Mickey's right about the target thing because they could throw the ball over his damn head and they give him a target, but it just seems like man, they're just saying okay, we know who our best offensive player is. We're just going to keep throwing in the ball, and and that's that's the danger you run into playing these guys. Yeah, I think where Julio Jones hurts you the most. I wrote about this morning, uh, you know, with my matchups with Byron Jones. I think Julio Jones hurts you uh, run after catch. That's where I, you know, I, I think that. And Mickey gave you the numbers last uh, yesterday about Julio Jones. He said, "Hey, would you take six for fifty nine? I believe is the number you used, Mickey, in that fifty seven from yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah." Absolutely. Right yeah. now. Yes. Sure. Yes. Sign me up for that. Now find a way to cover everybody else. You know, he, he's had cover a- Austin Hooper, cover all these other guys. You know, you know, this game is going to come down to can you make one extra stop a half? Kind of like can, arena football? Yeah. A little bit like the Sabercats <laughs> and the and the Rattlers, right? It's like volleyball used to be when yeah. it's your serve, you better yeah. score. You better, uh, hey, or tennis. Look at, look at the yeah. second half of the Eagles game. That's what it turned out to be yeah. you know, the Cowboys that, Eagles game last week. Right. The Cowboys got a stop finally on the last possession right. or the second it's, to last it's possession. It's going to come down out. to because you take a stop, a stop in this game might be like a turnover. Yeah. But with the way that both teams are, you know, I mean, and I think Dallas is better now offensively. I really do think they're better with with Amari Cooper in the lineup. I think he I, and and you know, again, Mickey's asked him to pair, and you, Rob, have asked him to pair things down. I think they're finding out that, okay, we could pair this thing down and just focus on these four guys and then try and run the football. You know, we got a, you got a new left guard that seems like he's got – everybody's got some confidence in him. Yep. So, you know, Dallas is capable of putting some points up if, if – they could get enough opportunities to do it. And by the way, that is sort of the offensive evolution of this league, the triple up, the trickle up effect from college to the NFL where you're seeing more coaches go for it on fourth down like Garrett did last week yeah. because it's become more like arena ball and yeah. possessions are so important and, right. and giving up the football. That's, you know. that's why I made that comparison because covering arena football, if you get a stop, that is a turnover. It counts as one. 
So that's to your point. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get one extra stop or two. We'll see. So who? But I, it's funny that we're talking about Cowboys in the sense of can they win a track meet style game? Because well, I mean, you, it had you're been, a little bit better right. equipped now. Oh, there's no question. I mean, now, now trust me, they want to sit there and pound this ball at Atlanta and say, okay, let's see if you're good enough stopping the run. Get ahead, but, yeah, stay ahead. Yeah, let's see if yeah. you're good enough to you know if we run this thing at you. Let's see if what kind of condition Deion Jones is in. You know, let's see what kind of condition Grady uh, Jarrett's in. Yeah. You know, let's kind of see what kind of uh, condition that uh, Kazee, the safety's in. You know, but you need to make sure that you have a team that built to to. Okay, that's the way you want to win games, but you got to well, have your team built where you can win a track meet too. Yeah. And a, they're 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 a yeah. little bit more capable now of, pl- of being able to play in a game like that. We saw in Philadelphia. I mean, Philadelphia turned that second half into right. You score. I better score. You score, right. I better score again. You know, It's unfortunate that Dallas missed the early opportunities that, in that game, and then they missed the field goal. I, always, I think they put, posted a deal the other day. Dallas has like got a record like 35-0 and 0 in game since like 2000 and, I don't know, 2014 or so, 15 maybe, or, where if they have a seven-point lead going into the fourth quarter, that they, they haven't lost. That, that, that is, a running it, game. Yeah, yeah, this is NBC posted that, so I might don't 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 hit yeah, me no, at that's, it. That's, but that's it was some number that they put where Dallas had not lost a game going into the fourth quarter with a seven point lead. Hmm. So I, I know I, I again I, I say that I look at that I'm like where did that come from? But I, I bet the record's good because they're, it's, they, it's they, a certain time. It's like three years because that's that's, not, that's where they get to their bread and butter. That's where they start choking the time away with Zeke. Yeah, and that's that's what they want to do. They get a double digit lead. I feel good about this team. Hey, that's what Cleveland did against them last yeah. week, and that's what Pittsburgh did against them. Yeah. Pittsburgh wound up beating them forty one seventeen. If you go back and look at the box score through three quarters, Cleveland last week led them twenty eight to ten. There you go. And and. Nick Chubb runs for 176 yards. I'll have to go back and One see. One of it what... was for 95 yards, yeah, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, it, but, but it was a run. It was but, a touchdown run. So they were able to get ahead. Right. And you remember uh, Mayfield was just, he was 18 out of 21. He didn't throw the ball yeah. very much. Yeah. I mean, only 21 pass attempts right. in the game. Right. And I think probably if you go back and look at their Pittsburgh game, Pittsburgh got ahead. And I know that they were ahead by at least two scores. In the third, at the end of the third quarter, mm-hmm. and now you're you're taking that track meet aspect. Yeah, see, out of Dallas it, could know? have got up two scores on Philadelphia if they make the field goal. That's right. That's that's where Dallas. I mean, yeah, you, you feel more comfortable. Even they were up thirteen to three, and then Philadelphia, you know, came back. But still, I always feel better about this team with a double digit lead as opposed to, you know, three points. Sure, that kind of thing. Sure. So, Julio Jones, 102 targets. Yeah. Who do you think second on the team? Ridley. Hooper. Yeah. I was, mm. That's what I was going to say. With 55. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's got twice as many as the next guy almost. Yeah, the boots, the waggles, things like that. When they get this guy on the Ridley's move. Ridley's 49, by yeah, the way. The, the, the quarterback on the move. This is where – and they move that Hooper around a lot. I mean, uh, and obviously the Cowboys had problems last week. I, I'll say it again. Zach Ernst is a different type of animal. But this guy right here, Hooper, I mean, he can make plays. That's the thing. He can make plays in the passing game, and they have to be ready for Especially that. Especially like Cleveland did, if you, you play your safeties deep and try to let them do some underneath stuff, give them that to try to prevent, you know, like you said, deep plays from Julio. Got to mm-hmm. be careful there. So that, yeah. that opens opportunities for You Hooper. just can't give them those 51-yard passes. You know, 48. You can't give them. You just can't allow them to change the field that way, you know. 
That just they can't have that. They can't have those huge just chunk plays. That just kills defenses when that happens. But if you're an offensive coordinator, are you happy with 67 of 102? What's that? That's what he's had 102. You got Julio Jones. Just keep, yeah. getting keep the ball. feeding him, right? <laughs> right? Somehow, some way. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 really, I got no problem if you're throwing all the ball I know to Julio is, Jones. All I know, maybe, yeah. Or maybe they, when they throw it away, they just throw it over his head Man, so he gets a yeah, target. No, there's a couple of them that, are, that he, Matt's just thrown away. But he's, I'll tell you what, though, this, this team, though, is they've. They're just hard. It's just hard to play against the, the because it just when you watch them, it's like they're always open. Somebody is always open, and it's the scheme, design, whatever ability. That's the problem. They put so much pressure on you because the quarterback does a good job of finding who's open. And I know their record's four and five, but that's the only thing. The only thing that scares me about the Atlanta Falcons is their offense. That's the only thing that scares me about sixty-two fifty-six. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. Gut feeling. But, but the Falcons' <laughs> last has- two losses against Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Pittsburgh had a 27 to 10 lead after three quarters. Yeah. Cleveland had a 28 to 10 lead after three quarters. Chubb ran for 176, and James Conner ran for 110 against them. So get ahead, get stay ahead, ahead and, run. and then it won't be 62 to 56. Yeah. Yeah. All right, 888-855-2297, the Ooh. number to call. Talking Cowboys continues in a moment. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com terms and conditions apply if you're like me and you love i mean if you have a thing then cutting the cord is scary but then i found out i could switch to direct tv now and still get the live sports i love no satellite needed no bulky hardware no annual contract just get the live sports you love try direct tv now for ten dollars a month for three months visit directtvnow.com direct tv now more for your thing that's our thing use code real deal limited time price for a little, little package after three months renews monthly at full price currently minimum forty dollars unless canceled prices may change new subscribers only cancel anytime content varies by package and may be limited restrictions apply a man's stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements it projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every sunday Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Tommy John time. Nestle the boys in Tommy John. The softest, most supportive underwear out there. They're feature-packed. They feel amazing. And if you disagree, they're backed by the best pair you'll Don't ever... Don't disagree. 
Huh? Don't disagree with that. Well, you shouldn't, because they're backed no. by the best pair you'll ever wear, or they're free guarantee. Plus, shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. They're feeling really good today, too, by the way. <laughs> That's good to know, Mickey. That's Thanks. awesome. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm uncomfortable in my say, workplace. Turn could, off his he, mic, Ken. He couldn't say his socks or his T-shirt. You know, he had to go there. I don't, they're not Tommy John. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get the socks are really good though. No, the, I, the, I've the, got them. Yeah, Tommy they're John great. Socks are outstanding. Although you have threatened to wear Tommy John on your face before. Remember that? Spot no, you that you tried to Im- yeah. impose that. Was, that, that, that on was me. the yeah. cross no, between you, Jack Black. That's right. You were doing the Jack Black <laughs> read, and you said Tommy John. <laughs> wear it on t- your face. That was Pros your, that was your Tommy idea. John on yeah. their face. <laughs> yeah, be a pro like me. <laughs> Huh. Hmm. <laughs> Moving on. 888-855-2297 is the number to call. Man, what a great day it is out here today. If I was the head coach, Practice I'm, outside? I'm practicing outside. They're not practicing outside. They're inside. But I don't care if you are playing in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Dome, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I'm taking it outside today. Oh, they should have flipped it then. Practice outside today. Let us be inside yesterday. So God and everybody yesterday. can watch your practice? Yeah. yeah. Right, Jason Garrett said that the, <laughs> he did think about practicing inside yesterday. On the drive-in, it was 28 degrees mm-hmm. in the morning. And then he decided, you know what, though? It's going to warm up. And he's, you know, and most coaches are like this. They're creatures of habit. Wednesday's the outside day. And he said that Dak told Dak said, outside, aren't we playing in a dome this week? I kind of brought that point up yesterday. I'm glad that Dak and I are on the same page as far as that goes. You know, Jason, it's a beautiful day. Don't let it get away. That's mm-hmm. his, that's his that's phrase. Right. Can I ask you a question? Yes. This, is, this was getting me on the drive home because we Mickey was going through the, the list of injured guys. Is there somebody on this team that's playing really, really well that we're not talking about? Uh, we got scolded on Twitter for one in particular. Do you have one in mind? No, I do have one in mind, but I wanted, I was driving in. I was thinking, God, you know, because I'm always interested. Is there a guy that we're not really was, talking about, but he's playing? You're thinking, like, we should be talking more about him. I mean, I know last week well, that, 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 that Van Der Esch got all the credit, but, like, you know, with, with Smith, I thought Smith played just as well. But is there somebody on this team that we're not – talking about that i know it's a four and five team but is there somebody that we're kind of not talking about that's playing pretty well what did twitter have were they accurate uh you tell me they scolded well, a guy scolded us for not mentioning damian wilson as as because we've talked about these young linebackers and he yeah. said he's done a nice job as well not as many snaps i wrote about tyrone crawford this week and i know we've talked about the d-line rotation just think about how much, how often he's moved, and you around. wrote about this, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, on 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 Tuesday, how he he slimmed down to play end, right? Then they decided and helped him to play tackle, maybe, right? And yeah. then they decided, okay, we've got Gregory back. We like our numbers at end. We'll move you back to the under tackle spot. Right. And he's done a nice job there. Now he's then he shifted back out to end a week ago against Tennessee because of injuries, and now he's back inside and he's flipping around all over the place. And I think that's it speaks to his versatility. And just kind of being a captain, doing whatever's needed. And he got a sack in the game, uh, I think, rushing from that under-tackle spot. So he can kind of do whatever you ask. And I know people have talked about his contract in the past, but this is a guy who plays hurt. He can play wherever they need him to. Yeah. You got a guy, Bill? 
or Mickey? Mickey, you go first. I mean, you have a guy that you're kind of that you, you know. We're really not talking about this guy very much. Do we talk be- enough about Byron Jones? Yeah, I think so. We do. I mean, I think he's going to get Pro Bowl okay, consideration. So, so here's Shoot, here, on every TV broadcast, they're talking about him being the best corner in the league. Yeah, you know, because yeah. of Pro Football Focus. You like it now? Let me ask you this: Get your descriptions in I the got, mail. I got, I got one for you. Go ahead. Um, Jeff Heath. Okay. I think that he he is he has played awfully well, and. You know, they trusted him in man a lot of man coverage against Ernst. Yeah, and which I, is not an easy assignment. It's not easy. No. And and I thought he did most of their damage against him when they went zone. Yeah. Uh, if you just think of kind of him being in charge of that secondary back there, Fake I just punt. think he's done a Yeah, yeah. He's, I, I think he's done a really good job. And, and, you know, he's the guy that everybody wants to pick on. But, uh, I, you know, I think he's pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, Who did you have in mind? I, I, you know what, I, I was thinking about, and, and you had him on the injury report was Woods, you know. I, I mean, and not, not, uh, you know, um, I'm talking about the human log Woods. Yeah, not Antoine, not, yeah. Not which Xavier. is another candidate, by the way, because I thought he yeah. had a really good game. Yeah, against See, Antoine, or yeah, Antoine, you know, huh? Antoine, yeah, Xavier, Xavier, Xavier Woods was, yeah, was being. I, I just, I kind of looking at, at him, and I'm, I'm thinking about where he came from. You know, I mean, I was driving along. I'm thinking, okay, who are these guys? You know, Suafilo, they get him from you know off the off the street. Mm-hmm. They'll get you know they get Woods off the street. You know, and these guys come in and they play like big roles. Both uh, from Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. You know, Suafilo was let go by Tennessee, and so yeah. was Woods. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's crazy to think that you know you could go get a guy off the street and they've played well. You know. As well, I, mean, I could say Suafilo is is amazing because he gets absolutely no reps. I mean, he got no reps until last week, and then all of a sudden he goes in and plays in a major game like that and does well. But but you know, Antoine Woods to me, when I I watch him play, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think how do you play without Antoine Woods? You know, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, if he's hurt, concussion protocol. Well, how do you play without him? That's yeah. why I, who's the next guy? That's yeah, why I that's said- what I'm, I, that's why I'm kind of going. I'm thinking. Okay, Reed. Uh, yeah, we. Forgot I, and I like him. Reed, and I like Reed, and yeah, and but really, I, from the word go, I mean, in training camp. I yeah, mean, it's like it's like, like okay when, when he came in as a fourth stringer, and then when started making noise in training camp, yeah. and then you're like looking back now, where would this team have been in the interior and defensive line if Antoine Woods hadn't yeah. been, hadn't come along? The numbers are not gaudy. But, but, he, but for the, that position, but the they're not going to be. Tied for second in yeah. tackles. I mean, tied for second. Tied for 11th in tackles. Yeah. With 22. And he's only a couple behind Tyrone Crawford, who we just talked about. Well, think about, about it. I mean, we're about playing. basically halfway point of the season. He's on pace for 44 tackles, See, okay? yeah, and, but, which, is a, which is a good number for, for a nose tackle. Kind of when we started seeing – We kind of started seeing the, the, the failing health – of Frederick and Camp, and then that's when they got in that fight with Woods, yeah. and, then, and all of a sudden, something flipped for Woods. Something flipped. He went from being just a okay, you know, here we are, uh, we're doing training camp live and talking about, you know, oh, he's going against Woods now, and then all of a sudden after that, it was like, whoa. Well, that whoa. it was cool to see in camp because Garrett talks about meritocracy. You know, this is a guy that they couldn't ignore him. You know, by the second week of camp. Marinelli said, "Nah, you're with the first team. Yeah, you're, you're playing. No, they just you're plugged play, him in. You're playing too well. Yeah, 
and he kept the kept the spot, especially with Irving, you know, missing those first four games with suspension. That yeah. was it was after the exchange with Jerry that day when I was standing there. That's yeah. right. And, and Jerry, yep. Jerry, yeah, no, Jerry you're right. Went, Jerry went walked by him, and he goes, "I see you. You know, you better keep it up, keep yeah. going." Yeah. And he goes, "I don't know any difference, you know." And and I I looked at him. I said. Who is this guy? Why is he so cocky? It's after he got in that fight with Frederick. Right? Th- this one was Frederick. before. The fight yeah. came after that. Right. Can, can I yeah. mention another guy? Or oh, you got your guy, Bill? Go ahead. Well, I, I was, I was kind of on Heath at the same time. Mickey mentioned it, and you know, a guy that quietly goes about his business on offense is Cole Beasley. Sure, you know, sure. He gets open all the time. Yeah. You know. No. I was how about another receiver. His, his, Alan Hearns grown on you a yes. little bit. Yep, definitely. I think has I, he, I mean has he grown on you? I mean is it still one of those things? I mean he had a he had a he's had some games where he hasn't been a factor or, or nearly enough. Last two games he's come up but big. But yeah, but he's come up here's big. Here's a here's an interesting point. After you left last night and I was talking with uh, Joe Green about the team. Oh, you guys had mean Joe Green on last yeah. night? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. it was great. Holy mackerel. Uh, and he was talking about, about that. he was talking about Amari Cooper and he goes, "But you know what else he does?" He goes, do you see him get separation at the top of the route? Yeah. And he goes, and you can have coaches teach that, talk about it, but when the other players see him do that, they learn better. And he goes, and I see these (laughs) other guys, and he goes, I see these other guys now running better routes. And he, you know, I forgot, he coached for 18 years in this league. He scouted, scouted, too. He was a damn good scout. Scout and coaching for 18 years. Did you hear what Michael Gallup said yesterday along those lines? He said, I forget what type of route it was, but he said he watches Cooper run a certain type of route, and he's like, wow, why can't I do it that way? You know, and, and it's a, almost and he's like not a wow, bad route runner. No, and he he's is. got the he's got yeah. the speed, and he's going to learn from it, and he's right. going to become a better route yeah. runner. So going yeah. to Hearns, maybe he's kind of, you know, I kind of. I mean, he's only been here three weeks. Yeah. But the thing about with Hearns is, I, I think that he's now starting to be a better player. You know, and 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 maybe maybe we need maybe we're going to get in these games and they come fast and furious here. The next three, maybe we'll see more like you know three targets. Two big plays. That's what we're kind of starting to see from Hearns yeah. a little bit. You know, the the double move, the Tennessee game, the big play on. You know, he made it the slant. I think the slant he made against on third and eight on third and eight. To, you know, yeah, that's an easy ball. You're under slant. You're open. You can drop it, and you're like, oh god. But no, he. You know, he's making some plays. Play down at the goal line, set up the, yeah. the first touchdown. Yeah, the touchdown I, I was, I was hopefully he could have like got that ball in. Right. But but you know, it's funny you mentioned uh, Alan Hearns, and I should have probably said Alan Hearns because yesterday my unsung star of the week. Well, on the Jason Garrett show with the coach was Alan Hearns right. for those two plays. That what did he you say about it? And, he- and basically, and I set him up saying, okay, here is a reliable veteran guy who, um, you know, made the big plays. And he said, you know, he's the type guy that the quarterback can depend on. He's going to be in the right place at the right time. Doesn't do it fast. Right. Doesn't do it quick. But- but, but can be reliable. Exactly. Yeah. So. And his approach, too. It could have been easy for him maybe to be frustrated After with Hearn, Cooper after, coming yeah, in. Oh, no, right. easily. Could and have saying, been frustrated, oh, yeah. oh, now my snaps are down. I probably felt like I should have had more opportunities to begin with. And he's maximized what he's getting because his his snaps are down these last couple games. But he's his production's up, and that's impressive. But he understands where he is in this league. He understood coming into the league as an undrafted guy out of the U. 
and had to earn his way and in his second year in the league was a thousand yard receiver in Jacksonville. But then he, he was basically that third receiver role in Jacksonville with the talent that they had with right. Allen Robinson and Marquise Lee in their receiving core too. He's, he that's what he is. he understands what he is in this league right and it's a very it's a valuable part of a receiving core and a, a guy that a, a quarterback can depend on absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, do I have time to get into this right now yeah we can do it right now Brian brought you got to check out Brian on uh, DallasCowboys.com breaking down Leighton Vander Esch and what you did I was able to eavesdrop on yesterday. Uh, in the film room as he's breaking down Leighton Vander Esch and the play that he made, the five-yard loss, Corey Clement on the third down play. And it jogged Brian's memory to a play that Sean Lee made against the Eagles two years ago at AT AT&T Stadium Ah, in a similar situation. And he goes back and he breaks down the two plays, and they're almost identical. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. And I I appreciate you mentioning that. I just it, it it was one of those things where it was a key point in the game, and you've got one team trying to drive. I mean, they're trying to drive. They're trying to you know move the ball on you, and it just I wanted to show the instincts. You see instincts with Sean Lee, and now you see instincts with with Leighton Vanderesh. So that was really my comparison there to try and say, hey. It's vision, it's athletic ability, it's finish. All these things that you see with the with these. Well, two and and especially the end zone view because yeah. from the end zone view, you know, you're seeing tackle to tackle. Okay, Clement and and Brian points out Clement he lines up to the right of the quarterback and his split was wider, a little wider yeah. than what he normally does because they usually bunch the right. running back closer to. to that, that and he shows Vanderesh. Assuming I don't know if you talked to yeah, him about yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. He Leighton notices that Clement is split out a little bit wider, so he, he anticipates that it could be a, a screen out into the flat. Right now, the play with it was Darren Sproles two years ago, and he lined up to the left side, brought him in, brought him back yeah, in, brought him, him back closer. in. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But on the end zone view, what's amazing about it is you can see. Okay, it follows the play. And then all of a sudden, you see the linebacker is uh, whether it was Van Der Esch or Lee two years ago is already out on the perimeter right. ahead of the offensive lineman. Right. You can see how quickly you can see that they anticipated, they read the play, yeah. they diagnosed it, and they were there to make the play right. for a loss. It right. was it really uh, well. Thank you, thank see. you for watching yeah. that. Well, he said that. after the game he was leaning on a run, and then he goes. Ah, screen pass. Yeah. And he goes, I'm going with the screen pass. Yeah. And so it was just his instincts of either how they lined up and or knowing the situation. Yeah. Film. What, yeah. what yeah. play are they going to run? And a feel day. for the game. And that's why, that's you know, right. when everybody talks about his production, it's his instincts. That uh, no question. You can't teach those. No question. Mm-hmm. And, no and, question and, and they're amazing. He's got 96 tackles right now. Overall, leads the team, right? The record for a rookie in a single season is 136 by Dexter Coakley. He could tackle well too. Is he, <laughs> is he on the Pro Bowl ballot? Because he needs to be. I haven't seen. Have you seen the ballot? Yeah, it just uh, came I'm out. I'm sure it, he's not. Well, he will be soon. Rick Goslin yesterday on Cowboys Insider, he said that he, he expects Banderesh to get Pro Bowl votes. If yeah. if he if he's not on the Pro Bowl then ballot, then he needs to be one of the all time great write in count candidates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that needs to be a write in all the way. I need to check on that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we continue with more of Talking Cowboys in just a moment. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a. Hi- 
thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Bill, it's your turn. Do you want to use what the pros use? I already do. All right. <laughs> Jack Black is Bill's official men's skincare of that Jones family and the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker for JB Faves, plus a full-size lip balm for just 10 bucks with free shipping at GetJackBlack.com. And if you need the code, it's Cowboys. And as we get closer and closer to Christmas, the holiday season, that is a regular in my stocking that Santa brings every Christmas is Jack Black. I was thinking of yeah, kind of getting him and giving him as gifts out. Jack right? Daniels or something. <laughs> <laughs> Do both. I got the uh, Jack Black beard kit recently. Beard yes. Yeah, yeah, it's got uh, stuff to put on the beard. It's got a little comb. Stuff to maintain. Oh, you got the whole kit. Yeah, it's got like four different things and a little comb in there to keep it all nice. Is it working? Oh, it's great. Yeah. It gave me an excuse to grow the beard out even more. I was going to say, you got the beard going now. I thought you just quit. I thought you just quit with the facial hair. I did, did, but then I got the beard kit as a gift, and I was like, I'm growing this out again. I got to use this Jack Black stuff. You just got so beat down. You You got any any kaboo today? You want to do kaboo today? But I need to ask Santa for that beard lube kit. Are you going to grow a beard? Uh, no. Oh. But 
Still, you shave every day. Yeah. Right? All right. Kabo, Texas is coming to AT&T Stadium May 10th through the 12th. This is not your typical festival, Mickey. Kabo, Texas offers an adult escape. Uniquely curated. <laughs> An adult escape. <laughs> to appeal to all five mm, mm, of your mm, senses mm. with world-class music, hilarious comedy, incredible cuisine, craft libations, inspiring contemporary art, and personal indulgences. Rob? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the lineup for that thing, the, the band lineup. You know? To borrow a line from Mickey, it's going to be lit. I promise you. <laughs> it is going to be lit. Hey, it's going to Just feature, wait for it. It's going to feature a variety of chart-topping hits, legendary rockers, bucket list performers, and new acts. You'll be excited to discover, Brian. I'll be there. Get your early bird passes now at KaboomTexas.com. That's Kaboo, K-A-A-B-O-O, Texas.com. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Only you could pull that off. All right. By far the youngest on this show. Yes. By far. Is that that in the spring? That is. It's May 10th through the 12th, right after the draft. Yeah. So. Good time to go. All right. Let's go to Brian in Maryland. Oh, Brian, you (laughs) Brian thought he was being called upon. I wasn't sure what he was being asked. Brian in Maryland. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Yeah, we're just talking about unsung heroes. Uh, There's one player on the field that I saw um, last Sunday that finally got into the game. He made uh, Dak uh, more comfortable. He made Zeke more proficient, and he even helped Jeff Heath convert that fourth down punt fake. I think that's Jamiz Olawali. There you go. Hey. I think this offseason, Keith Smith, with us losing him, we didn't realize how much of an impact that had on yeah. our offense, and we stopped running 21 personnel. But what I saw is the Scott Linhan or, I guess, Dak and Zeke getting comfortable enough with him in the backfield that he was he was part of the big plays. He just wasn't the main part. And yeah. I think with him on the field, it just showed a different um, dynamic to our offense. The offensive line, they were blocking, and then he's getting on the second level, and then you have Zeke dealing with the safety, and we'll take that every day. There you go. Absolutely. So yeah. I think it, uh, as far as people who never get recognition, I think Olawali has come in and really carved out a place for himself. And if he continues to, we're going to be talking about him being one of the big key factors in our red zone and our third and shorts conversions. Yeah, there you go. Good observation right there, Brian. And that was – I mean, that was kind of his best game, maybe, huh? By far. By far. I mean, I mean we didn't I, I notice was, him before. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I was ready for him to play with some violence, you know, and and maybe I, I was thinking too much of Keith Smith. I loved Keith Smith. I was sad to see Keith Smith go because I thought that he, you know, not that Olawale doesn't bring it every week, but Keith Smith was one of those guys that, you know, he was a glass eater when it came to trying to dig those linebackers. That when he got the opportunity – catch the ball for you well. I mean, they, they liked Olawali because of special teams. He could be a one-back runner. He catches the ball really well. But you saw a good example like Brian was pointing out, though. You know, a couple of the runs, you got a block from Rico. You got a block from Olawali. The ball spills to the backside. It's a big gain on out the back door there. And then you and then he had really the key block. He and March Lillard, I broke that play down, too, on DallasCowboys.com. You could check that out. And so you'll see. I mean, yeah, it was uh, Mickey's right. This we were waiting for this to happen. It actually happened. Hopefully, in 
these games in the coming uh, the coming games that we could see more from Olawali at, uh, at the point of attack and being more physical. Harp, his name's Harp. He checked in with us a few minutes ago and said Xavier Woods made a couple really nice plays in the game. One key play in particular, he said, "You guys haven't talked him up much, but that's no, we I, I mentioned. His, well, I mentioned his, his name as yeah, a, as a possibility, a possibility guy. for that. But, yeah. we, but we, you know, in in more with Xavier, boy, are we? Maybe me. You know, I I just I kind of wait for Xavier Woods when I when I'm down on him, he plays well. When I want to praise him, he kind of has a game where you're like, you know, you're like, ugh. But I, I you know, I, I I wish there was more consistency to his game. I wish there were more of those plays that you were talking about. Now, uh, you know, is your safety, you're, you, you want that. You want a guy that is, you know, Mickey brought up Jeff Heath. And I, I think I think both both safeties have had games where they've been outstanding. And then other times you're kind of like, ah, got to be better than that. And But that's that's why I don't think we talk about Woods very much because there hasn't been that consistency with him playing. Yeah. But he, he, you know, the, the 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 Twitter question or comment was was correct. I mean, he he was he was a, a good player the other night. See, and 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 here's the the other thing about this team. And and Stephen Jones used the term about three or four times in his interview uh, on the fan on on Monday. Young team. Yeah, we're talking about a guy playing for the first time in the at starting at first time at free yeah. safety in yeah. this league. And they've got a lot of guys doing this stuff. Yeah. It, it is a young team. I think Mickey, and and yeah. I know the expectations for the Cowboys are always, hey, you better go to the playoffs. Are you firing the coach? But this is a young team. It's a young team, but now they're entered the second half of this season, and yeah. they're so, not young anymore. So they're they're. That's a the old freshman, line in college a, football. A freshman yeah. is now a sophomore. A freshman's now yeah. a sophomore. And, well, and, and you basically in an NFL season, especially if you make the playoffs. You're playing two college seasons. If you include preseason games, no question. And, I mean, you're maybe talking. happened to Connor Williams. What right. was going on with him? Right. You know that whole thing. But and, and let's hope it doesn't happen to Vanderesh. You know, let's hope that Vanderesh can fight through anything. That obviously, I think with to me, I think my my uh, my opinion on Woods deals more with. I saw him at Louisiana Tech, and he was drafted in the sixth round, and I had a third round grade on him. And my expectations for him. I was excited when they drafted him. I really, really was. And I was just hopeful that he would get an opportunity to that he has today. And Mickey's right. He's a young player. But, boy, I mean, I had I had a high grade on him for my evaluation of, of watching him play in college. So, you know, when he got here and we saw him play some in the nickel, you know, we saw him a little bit of struggle with some tackle and stuff. But overall, I, I think he's been a, a good player. I just think that he could, if, if he was just a little bit more consistent than – I would feel better about my evaluation of the player. Well, maybe his second year you'll find that. I hope so. Well, you look at this game, then you got Washington, and then you got the Saints. Okay, so you got three games in the span of whatever that, however many days that is. And two of those games, you've got this secondary is going to be tested like it hasn't been all season right. against the Falcons and the Saints. Right. And um, so we'll. We're gonna we're gonna find out even more about this secondary here in the next two weeks. Yeah, then you know that just your hope is if you can go get this game in Atlanta and then you get a little help from Houston. Houston's playing well, you know. Let's let's be honest. I mean, ever since they lost the first two games, now I think they won six, six straight. Yeah, yeah, and had a bye week. You got to hope. Yeah, coming off a bye and and Washington really has not 
scored a whole heck of a lot of points. And they're injury depleted now. And, and their offensive line, hopefully, yet you, you know you can you could get those guys to you know that pass rush in Houston can kind of get going you know again and. So, you know, that that's that you know, things can kind of take care of themselves. You just got to give yourself an opportunity. You got to go out there and play one of your best games against Atlanta. That's just the that's just the bottom line on that one. Did Houston turn their season around with that overtime win against the Cowboys? They won like four or five in a row. Actually, the 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 win they had, I think the seat they were in trouble. They won a game in Indianapolis before the before Cowboys. that before that but they if they lose that game and remember uh, Frank Reich went That's for right. it That's Frank right. Reich went for it on fourth down in his own end of the field and got stopped and they went and won the game in overtime and I think that saved their season yep they had two straight because yeah. they were 0 and 3 to start the year right and then the two straight overtime wins over the Colts and, and the, the Cowboys, Cowboys. Yeah. then they got the Bills then they got a Jacksonville team that was yeah. down yeah. then Miami yeah. and then Denver one of the reasons they're six, they the won six straight the games schedule is that schedules it's been a played well for them. Friendly schedule yeah, for them, absolutely. But as a team, you start gaining confidence, and sometimes you need that. And they don't ask how; they just say roll. how much, right. right? Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. Indianapolis's record? They're uh, I think they're they're four and five, four and two, five as well. I think they've gone a little bit. You know, they haven't given up a sack. They're four and five. Yeah, the, the last, yeah, the last two weeks, I believe the Colts have not given up a sack. Three straight wins. Yeah. For yeah. Indianapolis. So, I mean, even when you look at the Cowboys' schedule in December, where you, at the beginning of the year you think, oh, okay, there's a W. Yeah. Well, the last three you're thinking, they're probably looking at you saying, oh, well, there's a W, you know. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. And, and that Colts game looks a little different now. Sure. Tampa Bay doesn't. No. Giants either. No, Although Gi- the Giants won. But Although Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay can put five hundred yards on you. That's, that's right. why you can't look at you don't look at any game on the schedule and say, "Oh, we got this." You can't do it in I this will league. Watch. It's, in, it's impossible. Which one? Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tampa Giants. I think so. Game now, the, the, those the, Giants are struggling. Now, that's, the, there's the, the one. Question, yeah. the, the question you're going to have though, when you get to that point though, are you going to be playing meaningful games? Right. That's that, why that's, you got to take care of business. That's why now. you got to go win. And you got to be, you know, and hey, uh, it's not going to be easy playing the Saints. It's not going to be easy playing. The, I think, the, you know what? I think the Cowboys now are better equipped. If Suofilo stays at the, at the guard spot, I think they're a little bit better equipped. Yeah. How are they going to handle that now? Once maybe Connor's not ready this week. He but practiced even, yesterday. But, but even, let's say. <laughs> Two yeah. weeks from now, even. Yeah. Say, say they decide to go with Suofilo for the next They week. beat the Falcons and have a good game offensively like they did in Philadelphia. You're going to see Suofilo start against Washington. I, I think they're looking at it. It was one game. Yeah. Let me see it again. it again. Yeah, exactly. Because now teams will be prepared for him. And yeah. give him another week, Connor, too, to you know, get healthy. Because what Gregory missed a couple weeks, you know, don't rush him back. Because that, that's and, the way you can couch it. Sure. You know, from a, that standpoint, you know. You don't have to rush it, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's a short week coming off this one anyway, next week. And, again, they've so. got those two big inside players that gave you problems. Suofilo can make them make run through you there, big fella. All yeah. I know is when they lined up and did their little drills yesterday, we were out there. The only starter out there I saw was L.C. Collins. That's the only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you feel okay about Tyron and Zach. Well, I do, game, but I'm right? just saying that was 
looked like a preseason game. The yeah, it wasn't a good look. I mean, it was, or it was a little unsettling if you're yeah, a Cowboy It was fan. almost like, uh, at, i got to check that number. Who is that? Especially yeah. Atlanta week. Yeah. <laughs> especially since you're second in the league with the most sacks tied with the Giants. And did you get that number? 32. 32. I thought that's what it was. Cleveland, Le- it's not a thing you want to lead the league. No, so no, maybe not. I guess you're last yeah. at 35 sacks. Yeah, yeah. All right, that does it for Talking Cowboys for this Thursday. Jason Garrett coming up shortly here on DallasCowboys.com, and we will talk at you again tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?